Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music-obsessed mates get together to talk about the music they've been listening to, as well as some news topics. You are listening to episode 14. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And we will start by talking about some news that's been happening in the music scene. Yes, and this one is quite a story. It's uh, BTS versus... Alex Williamson, the comedian. <laughs> so this is coming from The Music, written by Lauren Baxter. And so it says, BTS fans slam Oz comedian Alex Williamson after he defends boy band TV segment. So it says, Channel 9 and Adelaide comedian Alex Williamson have come under fire following an episode of the relaunched television television series 20 to 1. The show counts down the top 20 elements or events of a particular popular culture category and global phenomenon BTS came in at number 18 as the show counted down global crazes. The South Korean group were were referred to as the biggest boy band you've never heard of before the segment went on to question their legitimacy as artists with a number of celebrities and comedians making comments. A BTS fan account on Twitter shared a clip of the footage and said, this is disgusting and racist. I took out the swear words in that one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then it goes on to say that um, Adelaide comedian Alex Williamson stepped in to defend the segment. I'm also going to take out the swear words in this. So it says, quote, shut up. It ain't racist. They just don't care about boy bands who are designed solely to extract money from the hip pocket of 14 year olds so that is that is it's a lot it is a lot (laughs) vivian hadn't really heard about no happened i I was i was not on twitter clearly recently yeah because basically what happened was it started like this hashtag trend it was like hashtag fire alex williamson because the whole BTS fandom got so up in arms about this segment, rightfully so, because yeah. uh, we watched we watched it, and it's not good. It's just, it, it's trying to be funny, and the jokes made are just, A, they're just not funny at they're all. They're just really in bad taste. And like, they're, they're just yeah. not necessary. And Like, they say things like, only one member can speak English and then they they play on the fact that they're a boy band and then and they, they also say, play on the fact that they're Korean yes and then there's all this stuff about like yes Korea and it's just it's weapons. it's so strange it's the way they much. went about it and then they talk about how they only care about their look and like hair product it's just yeah they it's, yeah because there was this one joke where they mentioned the fact that they spoke at the UN and they thought you know, they thought it would be funny to say, oh, they probably just spoke about hair products. Which is just, why would you say that? It's, it just feels like the whole thing was just done in bad taste for sure. Yeah. And then when Alex Williamson stepped in and said, oh, they just don't care about boy bands who are clearly made to just take money from young people. It's like, you can't deny just how far they've come a and b how much how successful they are yeah all over they the world. have re- like they've just blown up recently and yeah for good reason yeah because they're really like i don't listen to k-pop neither do i but the fact that they have like taken the whole world 
by storm yeah, essentially and, and it's really been talented. so quick they are it's not fair to say oh just because they are a boy band it's not fair to say that they don't have any talent any singing talent or any dancing talent it's just not i don't know i, I i'm not a i'm not a fan of this story at all and even yeah. like with the bts fans how they're known to be quite intense they are yes um i think they they kind of had a right to be yeah i completely agree with everything that they've said yeah it's just unnecessary and like racist yeah and it was definitely. just disgusting i also saw on twitter there was a thread that someone started of all of like these other fandoms who had joined in really on the fire alex williamson hashtag and it was like this ridiculously long really? list of like all of these wow. fandoms like i think like <laughs> like the harry potter fandom was one of them what? and like That's it crazy. went nuts like wow. i yeah i don't i don't know how they measured that or like yeah i don't know that, how but that would they would have i mean together, i don't know it's just too much but yes anyway we're gonna move on we're gonna move on to a more positive story positive story so maddie what have you got Troy Sivan has announced he is coming back to Australia Woo! for his Bloom tour. Yay. Everyone, clap and cheer. I'm Woo. so keen. So I have an article here from Tone Death. <laughs> was very enthusiastic cheering. Thank well, you. I can't scream into the microphone, Maddie. RIP headphone users. Exactly. Um, no. So I have an article <laughs> written by Geordie Gray. So it says, Actual cherub Troy Sivan has announced his long-awaited homecoming tour. Savan will be celebrating his second album, Bloom, around the country this September. The Bloom tour will kick off at HBF Stadium in Troy's hometown of Perth on Monday, September 16th, before making its way to Adelaide, Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne. Yay! I'm so keen that he's coming back. Yeah, because it's, it's been, been like, too long. Yeah, it's been like three years I think from it was what like, I read. Yeah, like 2016 yeah. was like the last time that he was mm. here. Because he is now based in California, I believe. Yes. Which is kind of sad. Um, it is, but I mean, you can't... You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stop right there. <laughs> no. But yeah, um, it's funny though, because uh, I saw on his Instagram... He said, it's not my fault that it's taken so long. Yeah, he was, there was something along the lines of I have been, like, pressuring the powers that be yeah. for <laughs> yeah. so long. But it's it's always nice when an artist like that who's really successful here and overseas, you know, when they come back to Australia yeah, and they yeah. do a tour. It's, it's nice. It's like... Exactly. I watched his um Vogue, like, 73 Questions oh, yeah, I didn't get interview to see the other day. Yeah. So, he's so nice. He's just so wholesome. He's so down-to-earth and yeah. wholesome. And, yeah, he's just, like, yeah. a gorgeous little Australian artist. And it's so good that he's coming back. Mm. Um, yeah, because he was so, like, into, like, the Australian yeah yeah um music scene and stuff so um having him go over to california and america and make it big over there was it was really nice to see definitely how far he went like starting off from like this little kid in his bedroom who made youtube videos to like global sensation troy savan touring around the world but yeah so he's coming back and i find that so interesting like he he started on youtube but you won't see many people ever say YouTuber exactly. Troy Sivan. Yeah. It's like, no, he's actually shown that he has this incredible musical talent, and it's that like, is it's, what he's known it's for. It's like he's transcended that 
label yeah. that he has. Yeah. Like, he has worked so hard to sort of distance himself from yeah. that. Because there's a lot of, you know, stigma in of course the YouTube music community that, you know, because you're a YouTuber, you're not taken seriously. And this is a lot, like, because I listen to Dodie, mm. Dodie Clark yeah. a lot. Yeah. And she has the same thing. Like, she's trying to sort of, you know prove herself that she is her own artist and yeah she's not just like this kid making videos in her bedroom anymore exactly you know like yeah. they've come so far and um to see just the success that he's had is insane it's so, incredible kudos to him and can't wait i'll hopefully be buying a ticket probably yeah i was gonna say you're gonna go i'd say so mm. if i can yeah i'd like to yeah so we'll see next music news thing so the last news story we have is uh, actually about a new song that just dropped recently. It is uh, Senorita by Sean Mendez featuring Camila Cabello. And we put the stress on the Sean Mendez part because <laughs> technically it is a Sean Mendez song. However, when you listen to it, it's... it doesn't sound like a Sean Mendez no. song. It's completely a Camila Cabello song. Yeah, and the reason why we wanted to talk about this was uh, the music video also dropped. So they released the song, and then they released the music video the next day. So the music video came out on uh, Friday, and it is a lot. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> and and look, I uh, I was saying to Maddie before, when they did their last collaboration, um, I think it was like four years ago, actually, so it was quite wow, a while Wow, it's been that long. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know what you did last summer. I actually quite enjoyed that song. I thought it was quite a good collaboration because, you know, I've, I've always said that Sean Mendes, um, he's got a great voice. Never been a fan of uh, Camila. No, neither have I. And I, I still don't really I like just can't get on the bandwagon. Yeah. I just can't do it. I can't do it either. So, yeah, so when, obviously, and as many of their fans would have thought the same thing, the fact that they've come together to do another collaboration, you know, that's so exciting, but... It is just, it just does not work. It does it not sucks. fit. <laughs> yeah. In terms, so, you know, it definitely plays on uh, Camila's style, I it's think. It's very Latin. It's yes. very, like, dark, sexy, mm. like, very moody. Tango yeah, type it's, pop. It's, yeah. It's very much like Camila's style. And whenever you hear Sean sing, it's. It just feels like he shouldn't be it there. It sounds so out of place. It sounds so out of it's place. It's like this soft, acoustic, nice, like, boy voice. Yeah. And then you hear, like, commit. She's got such, like, I can't deny that she has a fantastic voice. She does. She, she really sings does. very, very well in her style. Mm. And she's got a very solid, like, genre yeah. that she does well yeah, and yeah. she sticks to. Mm. And those, like, the two of them together don't because fit. They don't work. Yeah, because the last song they did together, it was a, like a pop acoustic song. Yeah. So there was none of... Because obviously at the time, Camilla was still in um, Fifth, Fifth Harmony. Fifth Harmony, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Fifth Harmony. And she wasn't a solo artist and she didn't really find, you know, her sort of genre and everything so and i think that's why it works so well Mm -hmm. yeah and because camila has like this tendency to do these crazy runs like throughout the song like well throughout when she sings any song when sean attempts to do the same 
it just not that I'm saying he can't do them. It just feels like they're trying to like, one up each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just does not work. The whole song is basically it's just like this. I don't know, like this industry collab that yeah. like managers have forced together to yeah, yeah. like. Because get streams out of people. Exactly. Because the thing is, uh, a lot of their fans have always said, they have so much chemistry, like, they should date. Like, that was... It's always been like that between the two of them. So, of course, when they released this song called Senorita with this really, you know, sort of sexy music video, all yep. the fans are going to be like, oh, my God, they're dating, definitely. I wonder how many GIFs are going to be taken from this music video oh. and just plastered all over Tumblr and Twitter. Yeah. Like, I can just... <laughs> feel it in my bones yeah and uh, yeah it's just so it's just it feels forced yeah um and i don't know if it's gonna uh, it's obviously like it's already got like 45 million views on youtube 45 million and it's number one on trending oh my god so it's obviously going to be successful but yeah of course anyone could predict that that's like true. A Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello collab with the type of song that it is. Yeah, it's obviously gonna do well, but yeah. it's not a good song. No, so it's not doing well because <laughs> of that. It's doing well because of the context that surrounds it. Exactly. So, that's that's exactly it. I mean, you might have a different opinion. You might think the song's yeah, great. Song Let me know it. if you think that we're just um, biased morons who don't know anything. Can't see. <laughs> Um, the talent, well, we know that they've got talent, but yeah. just, yeah, it just is, it's just a sucky song. Yeah, it just wasn't utilised in this song. No, but... that's right, their talents weren't utilised properly, I yes. think. That's, we'll go with that. Cool. Let's move on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of our news segment. So before we talk about the songs we've been listening to this week, we encourage you to pause the podcast, go down to the description, and click either the Spotify or YouTube playlist to listen to the songs so you know what we're talking about, whether it's a riff or a lyric or something that caught our ear. <laughs> um, so you don't get lost. So we're going to go straight into Song of the Week. Maddie, what's your Song of the Week? My Song of the Week is Home by Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it because there is no O after the S oh. and in between the N. So I'm assuming edgy. it's Wilson. Very edgy. <laughs> and I think it's stylized in all caps, but whatever. Anyway, it's a great song. Um, so Wilson is, I found out she is a Melbourne based artist. So she's an Australian. Um, love nice. hearing that. Yes. Aussie, Aussie artists. Um, it's just a very happy song overall Mm. it's all about um like finding well the the main lyric is like like i'll find my way home type thing yeah yeah and it's all about you know like finding your roots and like your family and like all of these like close relationships and just like finding yourself and finding your way back home Mm. and it's got this like punchy like piano chords throughout the whole thing and it's very like one of those things that like when it breaks down where yeah, yeah. you just want to like stomp and clap and like that type of yeah yeah song um and she's got such an amazing voice yeah like there's this there's this run right at the end of the first verse like into the pre-chorus mm. or no no it's at the end of the pre-chorus before the actual chorus and it's crazy i was like oh wow where did that come from like oh my goodness because she's got like this um i would say like a 
soul flavory type yeah. Yeah. voice. Um, I was saying to Vivian before that it kind of like she doesn't sound like her, but she sort of gives me like Nora Jones. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely heard that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like this rich, mellow like tone that she's got, and it's just mm. so nice to listen to. I just love it. It's. I feel like if you heard this song, you would definitely think this is a Maddie song. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. No, but that's a good thing. Um, yeah, the it's such a when you played it for me, I. I said that it's just such a happy song, like, you know, just, it's so uplifting when you hear those, I, I love, like, the bouncy piano chords. Like, yeah. I'm always such the a fan of The offbeat piano yeah. is so good. It's yeah. so good. And then, yeah, when her voice comes in, it is just, wow. It's so beautiful. It's so, it's like butter when you hear it. It's just so, mm. like, oh, it's so warm and it's so soulful. Makes and... you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, a feel-good. It's such a feel-good like, song. Like, get off yeah. your bum, like, have a little dance type thing. Be happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's forcing you to smile. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> but, no, it's a, it's a really yeah. catchy song. I've been, like, playing it over and over again. I can't stop singing it mm. so that is why it's my yes. song of the week nice. this week so i'll throw it over to you vivian throwing it over to me what have you got for yours so my song of the week is on the lunar by Foles. so yes this is another Foles song i've talked about them before you know i like them shock horror <laughs> um it's, so this is also coming from their album that came out well the first part of their album that came out this year uh, the second part, I think, is supposed to be coming out at the end of this year, towards the end of the year. Okay, sweet. So, this song, it's it's so interesting because as soon as I heard it, I thought this was such an interesting direction for them. I have I feel like they haven't really played with the elements that are present. Yeah. So, it starts off with this really cool synth. I love it. It is just this boppy synth, and it does these really cool slides at the end of each riff, and then the drums come in. And it's so it's so cool when the vocals come in too because it's just like in his falsetto, which is, you know, we're Sully. a sucker for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I really love is just like how fast paced this song is. Yeah. Like the percussion is so prominent, and there's also this really cool cowbell. It's like ding, yes, ding. I when the cowbell came in, my face just lit up. I was like, hell yeah, love throw a good that cowbell. cowbell down. Yeah. Yes. Give me more cowbell. Oh, yeah. Love a good cowbell. Um, so, yeah. And it's just so cool because, um, like I said, when the, when their first sort of single came out for this album, it's called Exits, it's this weird, like, psychedelic kind of song where I feel like it... I wasn't really a fan of it, like okay. the weird single, because I was just like, this is... Yeah. It's, you know, it feels like they're experimenting. But then this this being their second single, I was like, wow, this is this is just like right in their element. I feel like because it's so like uplifting and it's so like fast paced. You yeah. you can dance to it, you can sing to it, and it's interesting that you say that though because you said that they were like this song is a lot like in their element, but there's a lot of exactly. musical yeah like things that they haven't ever played with before but it still sounds like and that's exactly pure it. Falls. Yeah, yeah because um one of the other song that i've uh talked about before on the podcast white onions <laughs> <laughs> back. wasn't that like episode one i think it was white yeah. onions so Jeez. 
I I even said there that that's their element, that sort of really like indie rock, fast paced vibe, mm-hmm. and it's like they've taken that and added like you know sort of like these I want to say like electronic, sort of like the band New Order, like the famous eighties band New Order. They like experimented with a lot of like eighties like synth, with, mm-hmm. yeah, like sort of like upbeat rock. I think they've done the same thing here, and you know it is completely new for them, but. They sound so comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm such a fan, and um, I'm interested to see what, like, the second half of the album will be like, if it's going to be more experimental or if it's going to, like, go back to their older stuff. But, um, but yeah, so that was my song of the week, On the Lunar by Falls. So we're just going to go straight into Under a Rock now, and I'll start us off. My Under a Rock this week is Die by Stella Donnelly. <laughs> I was a bit shocked when you told me that. I was like, it's what? just Yeah, it's just... It's die? Just... You're telling me to die? I don't think so, Vivian. <laughs> well, on the contrary, Maddie, as the song says, <laughs> I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Um, so I've heard of Stella, uh, Stella Donnelly before, sorry. Um, but I've never really taken the time to fully dive into her music because she only had one EP out at the time that I listened to her. Okay. And um, this song is coming from her debut album that came out at the beginning of this year. So when I heard this, I was like, oh, okay, this is really cool, like, diving into her music. But what I really love about her is her um, her voice. Is, A, she has this beautiful Australian accent that yeah. just is so prominent and she doesn't try to hide it. And we've always talked about how we love it when artists... It's so cool. It just adds, like, an extra layer that just, yeah. like, makes the song interesting. And, yeah. like, people sound so, like, comfortable when they're not yeah. trying to put on, like, an, like an American accent. Exactly. That, that's exactly it. And when she sings like that, she kind of, in, in some of her songs, she sings, like, in this sort of, like, speak, like, not spoken word, but, like, speak talk kind of, like vibe if you yeah. can get what I mean <laughs> you have to listen to the song people yeah <laughs> I'm not good at describing things anyway words are hard yes <laughs> so um yeah and then it, when she sings like certain lyrics she always does so in like this sarcastic way which is really cool like yeah in this song for example she's talking about how like her like significant other is driving recklessly could be a metaphor probably is probably i wouldn't take that literally <laughs> as such exactly because that'd be an interesting concept it, your it driving be... sucks i'm gonna write a song about it exactly and, like pay you out and so. then and the way she talks about it though it's almost like it's almost like she's in this like sort of dream state where it's like la 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 like you're driving recklessly <laughs> look listen to the song people like i said you'll Please. get what i mean but then, like, when she says, I don't want to die, it's just, like, it's so blasé that even though she's obviously talking about something so serious, the way she sings it, it's just, it's so interesting and it really adds another element to yeah. the song. Like, jumping off the fact that you said, like, her, like, she's a lot, like, sarcastic yeah. in her lyrics... Like, before you'd even told me that, yeah, I, like, just listened to, like, a couple of lines. I yeah. was like, this is so cheeky. And, yeah, like, yeah. You can just hear it. I don't know if it's, like, the way that she writes her lyrics or the way that she sings them. 
but there's yeah. just something about it that you can just tell that she's mm. like having a good time and just like yeah. kind of being a little bit funny and like tongue in cheek. Exactly. And, just, and I definitely yeah. think because the way that she sings, she, I I think she has a beautiful voice, especially when she does harmonies throughout this song and a lot of the other songs on the album. But she, like I said, when she does it like in the speak talk kind of way, it's not so melodic. Like she doesn't do runs, anything crazy like yeah. that. And I think that's what makes it so like cheeky. It's almost like she's talking to you in a way. Yeah, you so, can hear the personality and like the yeah. inflections that she yeah. would hear when if she was talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which it's, is kind of cool. It's 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 yeah, it's awesome. So Very interesting. That was my Under a Rock Die by Stella Donnelly. So, Maddie, what's your Under a Rock? My Under a Rock is called Find Someone Like You by, I think it's pronounced Snow Allegra. Yes. I don't know. It's spelt very funny. Yes. Because um, she is, little tidbit of info for you, she is Iranian and Swedish. Such an interesting combination. Such a cool combo. I love it. But, yeah. Um, so, Find Someone Like You. It is a very, um, very slow song, um, very chill, lots mm. of like, um, I wouldn't, it's not like ethereal, but it's, I don't know, like very atmospheric yeah. kind of. And there's like, it's very driven by this piano um, that goes through it. And I found out some info about mm. her when I was researching and apparently she was mentored by Prince what? for like two years or something. That is before wild. he passed away yeah which is nuts i was like that is prince so of crazy. all people yeah but yeah i'd never wow. heard of her before but um what apparently, a mentor to have as well i know wow incredible so and you good. can kind of hear it too like just like the way that she's her voice is gorgeous her voice is so absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous. um because apparently her 2017 album titled feels was very very popular and that sort of like put her on the map um unbeknownst to me (laughs) until now hence under a rock under a rock exactly why i haven't heard her before but um yeah i just i just love the way that this song sounds and her her, oh her voice is just gorgeous and it just like wraps you in this like warm hug and you're like oh my god don't stop (laughs) please keep going i just don't want the song to end yeah it's just so pretty Mm. It's such a gorgeous song, yeah. That's so cool, Prince. That's yeah. That's wild that he was her mentor. It's crazy, especially because like you can now that you've said it, you can hear, I guess, like the way she sings. But in terms of like the actual instrumentation or like production, it's obviously yeah, it's completely different. I think the thing is, is like in the way that she sings, it's she doesn't strictly stick to like the time signature that her song yeah yeah it's very free and like sort of whenever she like feels like saying the word she'll say it yeah it's not like i need to do it on beat one and three and like yeah it's very yeah um rubato as you would call it in music (laughs) theory um little lessons with maddie music theory with maddie ding um no so yeah, it's just very free and like she does it on her own terms and she's got like this really so again, like a very like soulful, mm. rich mm. tone and um yeah, her runs are gorgeous and just so gorgeous, yeah. Everything about her voice I love. So 
definitely check Snow Allegra out. I will be listening to this album that she released mm. two years ago. Yes. To see what all the fuss is about, because I'm <laughs> sure I will be impressed if I it's anything to go be. by this mm. song. So, Find Someone Like You, that is the name of my Under a Rock. Um, and we'll head into Caught My Ear now, yes. the final segment. Um, I'm going to butcher the name of this song <laughs> because it's in Norwegian. Whoa. What? Okay, so it's called um, Kem Kan Egringe. I think that's how you say it. It's I, probably I atrocious. It Do not take my word for it. That was horrid. Anyway, it's by <laughs> Kygo um, featuring Store P and Lars Vala. Now, the reason that this song is my caught my ear is one because it's in Norwegian the entire song is in Norwegian and some of you may know Kygo is from Norway mm-hmm. so it's his first single that is in his like native language and Store P and Lars Vela are Norwegian rappers I believe and they feature on this song um it's not something that I would particularly listen to yeah a lot but there's some really cool samples in this song. Oh, yeah. It's very, very quirky and very, um, yeah, so it's like an electronic, yeah. dancey type song. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a deep house in a way, sort of, in like, fits within that genre. Yeah. Because there's, like, not so much, like, a drop or anything like that. It's just, like, these really sort of pulsating beats, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, and these really cool. There's all these subgenres of electronic yeah. music that I've got no idea what all they mean. So thank you for that insight, Vivian. Um, so we'll go with Deep House. It's Deep House, everyone. Pretend that I knew that to begin with. Um, but yeah, the whole song's in Norwegian, and it's just like you don't notice mm. that, which was something that caught me off guard. Yeah, like because it just kind of came on, and I was like listening to it in the car, and I was like, this is this is a groovy song. Like, mm. this is all right. And then I was like, what are they trying to say? And then I'm like, this isn't in English. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept having these revelations. Like, that was an interesting word. I don't think I've ever heard that before. And then I kept, I listened a bit harder and I was like, never mind. That's not even in English. So I don't know why I'm trying to understand it. But I looked it up and I think the translation of the title of the song is, can I call you? I think nice. that's what it means. And it's, like, repeated a couple of times in the chorus. And um, Store P does a lot of the, like, the majority of it. Mm. The majority of, like, the um, lyrical and melodic content of the song, obviously. Um, but, yeah, it's a very... Gr- and there's this one sample that just, like, yeah, it's... gets me every time. It's, like, at the end of um, every verse, kind of. Mm. And it's, like, mm. sits by itself. Listen to the song and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um <laughs> It's just, like, this little vocal, like, I think it just says, like, oh, yeah, or something. But it's, like, this really very, very highly produced and, like, yeah, the pitch effects shifted. On it. It's yeah. so nuts. It's, but I just so love cool. it. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm not going to say the name of the song again <laughs> because I don't want to get absolutely slammed by anyone from Norway um, who may be listening. Um, yes, exactly. So, yeah, the new Kygo song <laughs> that's in Norwegian that starts with a K. Hit that one up and um, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> What's oh. your caught my ear? Let's move on before I embarrass myself any further. Oh. So, lastly, my caught my ear this week is Look But Don't Touch by Polythia, I think that's how you pronounce it, featuring Lewis Grant. So... 
this song, right off the bat, it's mostly an instrumental. Yep. Like, probably about, like, three minutes of it is instrumental. <laughs> a good three minutes is no words. Exactly. And then the outro is, like, uh, like this really sort of stripped-back, like, verse, and then it goes back into, like, this fade-out, which is really cool. But it's described as this, like, prog rock slash R&B song, <laughs> which is, like, what... <laughs> Which doesn't sound like it fits. It really doesn't. And this is really, really one of those songs where I will try my best to describe it. I will try my hardest. but it's, you, you really need to listen to it. Because there's just so many things that are happening in the song. And, for example, the song starts off with this really, like, really cool synth riff. And then it feels like you know where you, it's going to go. And then suddenly this electric guitar comes in. It just completely switches genre. Yeah. Like mid-song. And yeah. And you're just like, oh, when did that happen? What? Yeah. And that happens so many times where they just do so many switch-ups, whether it's, you know, going from synth to guitar or, like, going from guitar to this really sort of, like, typical heavy metal riff where they play with, like, the harmonics and the guitar, which is so cool. It's amazing. It's so cool. Anyone who can do a guitar riff that fast... Yeah. ...all done in harmonics it's... is a legend. Exactly. And you can really like hear their just how talented they are at their craft because it's I, I feel like the sole focus is to really hone in on those riffs and you can to actually listen to how good they are at playing because yeah like that's pretty much the whole focus of the song is these different sort of elements where you've got like the synth or the guitar or like the harmonics like it's just they're all different riffs but they work so well yeah I think that's kind of like it's a good point because I feel like the whole song is sort of a setup yeah for those riffs because of the fact that there aren't any lyrics exactly yeah like they need some it's not like they that they need like a um like a point of interest or yeah. whatever but yeah. the fact that like all of the other instruments and all the other layers they sort of like build up mm. to the like for the focus of like this one guitar riff or the harmonics yeah. or this weird synth thing that happens and I think it's, yeah, definitely interesting. Yeah, it definitely works because if you just had, like, just sort of a rhythmic background, it would just feel so empty. And yeah. the fact that they do shine a light on these different instruments, it's something you don't obviously hear every day. And I think, you know, instrumentals have a place in the music industry. <laughs> Start another petition. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, at, at the end of the song when um, I believe Lewis Grant uh, is the vocalist, he comes in, it's like this really, it just, in a way, it feels like it shouldn't be there, but at the same time it works. He just sings this really sort of stripped back verse where there's nothing but his voice and he repeats it again and then they do these really like cool vocal effects on it. Yeah. And then it just fades out and you're like, that was dope. I love I it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the tricky thing with instrumentals is making them interesting. Yeah. And, like, making them so the listeners want to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Because there is the tendency, I think, when you say instrumental, that it can get really boring. Yeah. 
Yeah. But this is the, the like the on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like there is nothing boring about this no. at all. Like two seconds in, I was like, "What in the world is going on?" It's so. My cool. face was doing yeah. like Maddie was like God so shocked what. every time there was a switch up, and I was like, "Yep." I think I need to go through and count how many times yeah. it like changes, <laughs> and it would be get a back lot. to you. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. yeah, it would take me forever. But yeah, it's so interesting and. Like, I like it. It's, yeah. It's good to listen to. Like, I would put it on and not, like... Want to turn it off. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's so interesting because, you know, you would never... Even me, being such a fan of, like, prog rock and that genre, I would never think, you know, sort of on the surface of this, if you just told me it was, like, a prog rock instrumental, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I might chuck it on, but, like, yeah. I don't know if I'd seek it out but now like especially because i listen to their other stuff as well they're they're pretty much an instrumental band which is Mm -hmm. awesome um yeah like i would definitely listen to them a lot so that was look but don't touch by polyphia featuring lewis grant so that brings us to the end of this episode. We are done. Yes. For the week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you can check us out on Apple, Spotify, Castbox, uh, Stitcher, plenty more of other services we want to try to accommodate to everyone. So yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Um, and let us know what you reckon about all of the songs that we have chatted about to you this episode let us know if you reckon that the instrumental song that vivian has brought us for her caught my ear is as wild as we think it is <laughs> um and let me know how to actually pronounce um kygo song kygo song because <laughs> um i absolutely butchered it and i will again apologize to everyone from norway um so yeah thanks so much uh if you have any like recommendations for songs to um listen to definitely shoot us a dm yeah. like comment on our instagram and stuff um because we'd love to listen to anything that you have been listening to this week as well yes um we love to expand our horizons and we'll happily discuss any song that you give we us will. um so you can follow us on all of our social media platforms at caught my ear pod got facebook instagram and twitter for all the latest updates we will see you on monday for our new episode so that's it for today see you guys see ya